A lot of great things coming to Rock Hill. It really was the people of Rock Hill. How many things does Rock Hill have going on? And you get to be a part of that. Now it's like, wow, I want to be there. I want to live there. I want to go there. It is extraordinary. The changes that have happened and what I really believe is just the next really great city in South Carolina. Hello and welcome into CityCast. My name is Ashley Studebaker alongside co-host Matthew Cray here, where we aim to keep you updated on all things City of Rock Hill. Today we are joined by a very special guest, Councilman Perry Sutton. Welcome. Thank you for having me here. Yes, of course. So this podcast is really going to be, you know, let's get to know you, what your plans are and how you got to where you are right now. But we're going to sum that all in a nutshell really quick with Matthew's latest get to know our guests. Yeah, so uh, we were talking a little bit before we came on about what an elevator speech is. And we'll, we won't limit you to 60 seconds because <laughs> it's hard to get to know Perry Sutton in 60 seconds from what I hear. Uh, but uh, go ahead, whenever you're ready, give us the short and sweet version of who you are, where you came from, and how you got to where you are now. Okay, uh, Perry Sutton, born in, born in Rock Hill, South Carolina, on the south side of Rock Hill. Um, started off on Alberta Court, uh, Sunset Park, and then we settled on Carolina Avenue, uh, which is the heart of uh, Rock Hill. Uh, grew up in, um, oh, I was a newspaper carrier for the Evening Herald back then. Okay. I worked at uh, Eleanor's Lady Shop, which was downtown. So at nine years old, I had two jobs. I always been a worker because I always wanted my own money. Uh, then I um, went through different things here. I was a big sports buff, so I played a lot of sports and ended up in high school and played, ran track and played football. Was offered scholarships in football, and uh, United States came, Coast Guard came along and and uh, said they would pay me to play football. And because I was wanting that money, I went to the United States Coast Guard, played two years there, and then decided to continue with my career did 30 years nine months and 15 days retired um, during that time I was also coaching football youth football and uh, my family stayed here in Rock Hill came back in uh, back to Rock Hill uh, worked in the private sector for six and a half years decided to go back to school went back to school got my degree from Winthrop in history and during that time I just saw uh, where the south side of Rock Hills was not, was not improving. It wasn't growing. It was the same way it was when I was growing up. And I was looking for somebody to make a difference and happened to look in the mirror one day and said, you make the difference. You've been trained. You were sent off um, to learn, to get better. So come back and help Rock Hill better. So that is my plans. That's what I'm trying to do now. Awesome. Only um, 40 seconds over. Yeah. <laughs> look at that. So uh, we'll, we'll go back, flesh that out a little bit. The, the Coast Guard comes along. Why, why did you decide to, to join? Uh, basically, it was because uh, they offered me money uh, to play football. I, at that point um, in my life, my plans, I told my church this uh, a couple weeks ago, was that my plans coming out of high school was to go to college, go to Western Carolina. I had um, officially decided I was going to Western Carolina, and then go to the NFL, come back and coach high school football. That was my plans. Uh, that wasn't God's plan. So when the coast, and actually I went with a buddy of mine to the recruiter, BM1 Thompson, talked to me. At that time, my head was swollen because I was a football player. You couldn't tell me anything. But he um, told me he would pay me to play football. And I fell for the <laughs> joke, which actually wasn't supposed to happen, but it did happen. And uh, best career move, best move I've made in my life. What position were you? 
Uh, defensive tackle. Okay. Well, I was Come unstoppable. On, Matthew. You know enough. You could have guessed. He could have been a D end, a D tackle, an O lineman. I There's played, plenty of positions. I played a lot of that, but mainly was D D tackle. Okay. So you have been surrounded with football so much, and you're still so heavily involved in football within the community. Can you kind of just tell us where you're at in the football world and what you have done so far here in Rock Hill with football? Uh, so started coaching football 35 years ago. Um, now. I wanted to be a high school coach, so that was my goal. And so started off with the youth, and it took off and it grew. We started, um, I started traveling around representing the youth of Rock Hill. We started getting kids into college. We would go there and became friends with a lot of college coaches. We started getting them in the NFL, and when we started getting them in the NFL, it, that streak just took off. Right now, City of Rock Hill, has produced 42 NFL, wow. former current NFL football players, more than in the city, uh, in the United States. Uh, it, and it's crazy because, you know, now, like we just had Jadavion Clowney's football camp, and to other people, you know, that's, oh man, this is a big start number one draft pick. Oh man, this is my son, man. He, you, know, <laughs> you know, I'm uh, going, we took the team to see him last year. At the end of the season, we went up to Cleveland to the Hall of Fame and went to him. And uh, I'm going to Houston in a couple of weeks. And uh, we're going to spend a little time before he starts camp. So just to hang out with the NFL guys, uh, with the NFL experience, is, is great. Uh, yeah, so go through and list a few of the other guys that you've coached. Uh, Chris Hope, who was – I call him my first. He was the first one to go to the NFL. Um, uh, we had uh, little man Anthony Johnson. We had uh, – Wait a minute, let me get all the names right. Uh, Jonathan Hefney, Jonathan Joseph. Um, uh, Jonathan Meeks? Yes. Fat no. Cat, Fat yeah. Cat was, uh, he didn't play for me, but okay. he, he was, uh, him and my son were very good friends, so they came through together at the same time. Gotcha. Um, who else am I missing? Cole Simpson. Um, that's just a good list right yeah, there. So yeah. there's probably others that... It's um, quite a few of them. And I've been told you you give out the nicknames to players all the time. Oh, like everybody you, gets you a give, nickname. Everybody gets a nickname. It's and, and but you earn it. So you have to okay. do something at practice that um, earns your nickname. Some nicknames are good. Some uh, <laughs> I'm gonna are not go to so practice. Bad. I want a nickname. Did, did you have a nickname? When I no. Well, when I in high school they called me Bear. Bear. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, no, not really. I um, I will tell you one of the best ones is uh, no helmet. And that that name still sticks with him. It's because a kid was going on the field and he didn't have a helmet. He just took off running to go out to play. That's like when oh basketball God. players try and go on the court and they still yeah. got all their sweats on. <laughs> um, now, did a lot, or let me rephrase this. When you were coaching, did you did these games or these kids that you coached were most of them from the south side, or were a lot of them from the south side? All of them were from the South Side. Okay. I mean, so they grew up, um, they, you know, like Chris Hope, when we talk about he was my first, but Chris Hope's house was right on the corner from mine. So he was at my house every day. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a basketball, we had three basketball hoops wow. in the yard. So we had a, a 10 foot, an 8 foot, and a 6 foot. So he was there every day. Jadavion Clowney grew up on Carolina Avenue, which where I grew up, my parents' house was still there. So he was around my parents' house every day. Uh, Stephon Gilmore's grandmother lived on Green Street and I was on Green Street quite a bit so all these kids were right around the neighborhood. So the, the south side of Rock Hill is something you've really known from the 
minute you were born, if you will, to to now. Oh yeah, yeah, and still to this day. I mean, I yesterday I rode down Carolina. Yesterday I went to uh, College Down. So I still make my rounds, uh, even the city council now. I still make my rounds through the neighborhoods. On, so that the people can see me and also talk to them about what's going on. They know what's going on, but also to make sure that I stay connected uh, to them. Sometimes, you know, I think about, uh, you know, politicians that have been politicians for too long. They get disconnected and they don't understand what the people want and what the people need. I don't ever want to get that place. What were some of your favorite parts of the South Side growing up? Um, Summer lunch programs, <laughs> which, <laughs> <laughs> which we have a problem right now because we don't have it. As it was, we, we we were trying to work through that. Um, but do tackle we, needs to eat? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, but you know, we would you, we had a system where we would hit the parks at the different times. Like we would hit Armory Park first, then we go to League Street Park, then Carroll Park, then uh, Arcade Park. So you got four lunches a day because you couldn't leave with them. So the, the lunches were great, but also playing at all the um, the um, sports venues that we had around here in the parks and all. We had to camp the other day, and Phil Rollins was there, who used to be over Board Hill and over Emmett Scott. She works for PRT. I hadn't seen Phil in years, and actually I was coming back around on the golf cart, and I said, who was that lady on the field with that motorized cart? And they was like, Coach, we don't know who it is. I said, nobody knows, and you just let this lady on the field? So I rocked, rocked right out there, and right when I get there, I see his field. And she tell me how proud she is of me, and she starts crying, and then I'm about to start crying because <laughs> I hadn't seen her so long. But oh you know, just, you know, just moments like that. You know, I, I was raised by a village, and hopefully, we can continue to have that village going. So, fast forwarding to right now, where you are, what do you see on the south side that you feel needs to be done, and that you plan to get done? So, number one is is the growth as of. Um, supermarkets you know we just uh, did the demolition um, of uh, th the three points um, we're going to have a party a demolition party on that and then we'll start on that so so just, it hasn't happened yet but the plan is for it to happen soon, right correct? right okay. so what we did was just announce it was getting ready to happen the dem demolition party will come up here I think in the next couple of months where we're okay. inviting everybody in and we'll, we'll they'll start demolishing it and then the building will start that's going to be a great catalyst for what's going on. The um, um, park that we're putting in on the south side of Rock Hill, it's going to be a regional park since it's happening behind the American Legion. That's going to be so big. You know, I can't wait for that. The other businesses that are coming in, taking care of the stormwater problem has been one of the mm -hmm. biggest. Um, and that's why I went down to College Down yesterday. One of the things is, and, you know, people in College Down are saying, the road is not the only problem. We had to get them to understand the road was put in so that they can get out. The second part is dredging the creek because the creek, oh, you know, that creek used to be six foot when I was a little boy. It's two feet. So the water has nowhere to go. So, but those have to go through DHEC, has to go through federal regulations before we can go and start digging that out. Once we get that done in College Down and in Southland Parks, it'll take care of a lot of that flooding that both of those areas deal with right now. Wow, that's, that's a good list. Uh, we'll, we'll start with three points. Um, you, you said the plan is to bring in a grocery store to there. Um, what else would go on that site? Well, see, the grocery store, um, and, you know, this we're looking, we just don't want a regular 
and I don't want to put nobody's grocery store down the IGA or anything, but we, we're looking at an Amish food market. Um, so actually we're going up to Lower Maryland to look at one that I've, I've seen uh, over time um, to just to bring something different. We want something that when we put it in, that not just the South Side comes to enjoy. We want everybody, not just from Rock Hill, all over to come and say, hey, we want to go to this market here and make it the best market in the city of Rock Hill. Everything we want to do, and, and I've always been that way, I've always wanted to be the best. I, I don't want, and I want that, men, that mental state to change for everybody, that we don't settle, that we become the best that we can be. We want to be better than anybody else. I do it in football, and I want to do it <laughs> as a city councilman. So you've got the grocery store, uh, if I remember correctly, a sit-down and a fast-food restaurant, one of each, and then a place for the Bell Incubator to go. So... Not only will this be a place where you can shop for food, eat food, but you guys want this to be a gathering space as well, correct? That is that is correct. And then there are other ideas floating out. Um, and I guess I can say we don't know if these have happened, but it was some young people were talking about uh, bringing in like a uh, high-end club where you could just go sit, listen to some really good music, enjoy drinks and some food, and just what we call young adult places for them to yeah. gather and, and uh I was talking to a couple of people yesterday that are very, very, very interested in that. So we want to see that come to fruition to give um, our residents what they're looking for so they don't have to run to Charlotte to get it. And uh, sorry, Ashley, one, no, you're one more. Fine. The regional park, what's the idea behind that? So um, <laughs> he says with a smile. Oh, uh, yeah, because, you <laughs> know, uh, at one time I just wanted a football themed park. Uh, but you know, when you're on city council, you have to give and take. So John Black wants some baseball fields, and that's Councilman John Black. So we've come together and say, okay, you can have baseball fields, but it's going to be a football themed park. You know, right now we have Chair Park is a softball themed park. Hargett Park is a baseball themed park. Um, the other parks we have a soccer themed park, but we don't. You know, for this to be Football City USA, mm -hmm. we don't have a football themed park. Park. Now that doesn't mean that's going to be the only thing in that park because we're gonna send out surveys and see what the people want in there. If you want horseshoes in there, enough people want horseshoes, we'll do horseshoes. If you want um, merry-go-rounds, we'll, I mean, I mean- Pickleball. Yeah, <laughs> but nothing can beat Miracle Park right now. Oh, yeah. It's right, the best yeah. park in the world. Oh, my when gosh. we build this park, this other regional park, we want it to be the best park in the world. Mm. So you being involved for so long with Rock Hill in general, at what point did you decide, okay, now I'm going to run to be a city council member? So when Miss Ann Williamson was um, city council, we had already talked um, about who was going to replace her. Um, but I didn't feel I was ready that because I was still working um, and I hadn't got to the, I just getting to the place where I was going back to school and I just felt like that I needed to finish. Um, you know, I had the retirement, but I needed to, I wanted to be educated more. Uh, I wanted that degree. I wanted to have that BA beside my name because all, I'm always telling kids to go to college, but it's one thing to tell kids to go to college and you don't have a BA. Now I can say, oh no, you need to go to college. <laughs> I went back and did it. I had a 3.4 GPA. So whatever I'm telling the kids now, I did That's it, incredible. I can show it. Um, so we've established that you were born on the South side and you've lived in the South side most of your life. What benefit does having such strong connections in this area of Rock Hill, Ward one, 
What what is how does that benefit you? So number one, I can go any place on the south side of Rock Hill and be comfortable. Everybody on the south side knows me, and people know me that I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we were today we was at Pops Cafe, and it was people. Coach Perry, Coach Perry. We was at the camp, and we enjoyed the camp this past weekend. And I was like, let me tell you about the camp. I don't get to see people. I see people, but I don't see people because I'm working the whole camp, so I don't know who's there, but. You know, just just that, and then you know, I tell everybody, I didn't get to see you, I didn't get to talk to you, but just knowing that the kids' faces, they were smiling, the kids had a good time. That was the the idea behind the camp. That's what Jadavion wanted to do: come in and have some fun, and we wanted to get back to the community. So when I can, um, I have that ability to go around, talk to people from the community because they know me, they know what I'm about. Uh, there's no fakeness. About me, I am a coach. I do have a mean streak. <laughs> I like to have fun, uh, and, and then I'm truthful with them. I tell everybody, and everybody tell you this when they play for me at the end of the, when we first have our parents meet, and I always end it like this. There's no way I would let some my son play for somebody that I don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. So I tell them that to go do a background check on whoever's coaching you, and especially me. Go find out about me. They'll be like, Coach, we know about you. I say, Google it, find out everything you can about me because now you're trusting me with your son. You know, that's that's what we need to do as parents. Make sure that we we're comfortable with who's spending time with our kids. I think it's special to know and just given you know you're born and raised here and Southside and everything, and you've made a difference for so long being involved in football and sports, but now you're in a position, you hold a position now that you are able to connect on a different level and you're actually able to do these moves and like make these moves to the South Side of Rock Hill. I can only imagine like how rewarding that is for you. Well, but also, um, I, I remember the night when, when I realized I'd won, I was coming back from uh, Atna Church and they were calling in the numbers. And you know, I had to thank God first, and I said, now I'm responsible for 75,600 people. Now, at first I was being overwhelmed. I'm like, man, that's a lot. But then I had to think about when I was in the Coast Guard, I was responsible for the East Coast. Mm. You know, the, what, the job that we did, we were doing security for uh, most of the East Coast. So uh, I've been in that position before. Uh, I don't take it lightly. Uh, and same way I did then, I'm diligent about my job and then making sure that you all don't have to worry. You didn't have to worry then. You don't have to worry now because we're going to do the best for the city of Rock Hill. Rock Hill has grown a lot over the past several years. And I know there's been uh, the the beginnings of an effort to try and grow the south side uh, just like the other parts of Rock Hill have grown to to bring the same uh, benefits to all of Rock Hill. It is growth on the south side something that you've heard about for a while or that has been, you know, told would happen, maybe didn't end up happening? How rewarding is it for it to be on the the right track now? So we, we were having this discussion this morning with some of the leaders on the south side, and we talked about I'm 50, I'll be 59 in September. So I say for 60 years we've been kind of looking for growth, but we've been stagnant. It hadn't really happened. And you can't just blame one person. It just didn't happen. Uh, if I was a councilman on the other side of town, of course I'm going to take care of my side of town. Um, but now it's our turn. So you have 
because um, I'm Ward 5 and Ward 1 is right beside me with, with Councilman Derek Lindsay, we're working closer together to bring uh, growth onto the south side of Rock Hill, safety onto the south side of Rock Hill, but not just the south side of Rock because if, if the south side of Rock Hill, which is our southern entrance, if it looks good or if it's doing well, the whole city does well, and that's what we want. You know, the north side has been pretty pretty productive. Matter of fact, it's gotten so bad now if you try to drive on selling these at 4 or 5 o'clock, it's like you're in Charlotte. Yeah. Well, we don't want that, <laughs> but that might come. But we want to make sure that we have the things in place. Um, on At, at um, 9 o'clock at night on the south side of Rock Hill, the only thing is open is Burger King. You can't get anything that is true, to eat. Yeah. So, you know, we want to bring restaurants in there. We want to bring things in there and um, – you know, even housing. You know, we need to, we need more housing, uh, and then we have plans in place to make all these things happen. The South Side has Casey's Little Kitchen, Matthew. That's so true. That you... people love Casey's Little Kitchen. <laughs> they do. Self-proclaimed the cheapest and fastest food in Rock Hill. They're not lying. Um, <laughs> an- another thing that's kind of going on, or I guess it's a combination of two things. But you've got the the South Side TIF, and then the Clinton Connection Action Plan. How do those kind of factor into what? you and Derek are hoping to do with your wards on the south side. So let me say this, Clinton Clinton <laughs> connection is not Clinton College by itself. It's um they're a catalyst for it. Um so I want to get that out. Some people think that Clinton connection is Clinton College. My church, Trinity Baptist Church, is on Crawford Road. Emmett Scott, where I spent most of my youth, is on Crawford Road. Uh, College Downs at the end of Crawford Road. The VFW, which I'm a member, is on Crawford Road. All that's right there in that area. Uh, and so when we say Clinton Connection, we're talking about uh, a group of people that got together and say, okay, let's be a catalyst for this. So now you mentioned this TIF in the sore spot. What's next for the TIF then, given the information you just let us know? Now now what? Where we're do we going, go from there? The City of Rock Hill is going on ahead by itself. It was just announced that... Um, we will bring $80 million in in the next so many years through just the city being the TIF. Uh, that's $80 million goes for infrastructure, infrastructure where we can bring in other businesses because it'll help a bottom line of a business. They don't have to pay for water, sewer, wow. um, lighting, uh, roads, because we're putting it in there because it's public. Uh, so anything that we can do to help bring those businesses in that's why you would think that the other entities would want to come in also, but we're not getting buy-in, and you know, um, we're not going to sit and wait on them. We're not going to sit and beg. We're saying, hey, you, know, you had your opportunity, and you can always come in. That's the other thing about the TIF. They can always change their mind and come in, mm-hmm. um, but we're going to go ahead and, and, and make south, the south side of Rock Hill grow. Uh, how do the people on the south side feel about all this growth that's coming to them? What I hear is for years we heard growth. For years we heard growth and we saw nothing. Now we're seeing things, but we don't want you to stop and just say, like we, we, we announced about the South Side, but until they see something coming up, you know, still looking at your side out. <laughs> uh, and, and, I, you know, I have no problem with that. Um, so, so I'm going to tell you some of the smaller things is, you know, we have the largest ridership of the free bus program and the people were complaining that we didn't have any bus stops. So when they're waiting for the bus, they're sitting in the rain. There is one at Emmett Scott because it was the largest, um, it has the most riders, but there was not any at any of the other places. 
They've just poured the cement last Thursday for the one in front of Family Dollar, and I'm looking for any day for that structure to go up. They were letting the cement cure first, and then probably about the first of next week or middle of next week, we should have that structure going up. So that'll be our second bus stop on the south side of Rock Hill, which is, you know, some people might think that's small, but if you're sitting waiting on the bus, you want to be sitting not in the rain. You want to be sitting covered. Under the shelter, yeah. Yeah. So you've had a few months on the job, if you will. How do you feel like it's gone? Um, re- very good. Um, like I said, I'm disappointed that we couldn't get the other entities to come with the TIF, but that's p- part of the territory. Um, we can brag about the uh, structure I just talking about um, for the buses. I really, uh, I'm really happy about the um, flooding issues that we're going to take here with College Down in Southland Park. Because when you go to somebody's house and they show you where their back part of their house or the part of the house is underwater and these big rains, and I know a couple people whose foundations are starting to move, and you're like, man, what if that was me? And they can't even get it fixed because the insurance company says if they fix it now, it'll continue to happen. So now you wonder if they can continue to get insurance. So that we'll be able to take care of those problems. I think that's going to be really, really big um, for us. Uh, the regional park is going to be big. And then the, the, the um, new businesses that we're bringing in is going to be really big. The I-77 corridor that we develop is going to be really big. Um, so a lot getting ready to happen on the south side. I, we, we telling people, just watch. It's happening every day. My family and I are part of the 75,600, so I'm very excited. Um, but uh, is there anything else that we're missing or that you'd like to add here on today on CityCast? Well, you know, here's the other thing is the safety aspect. We've been really been working with um, Rock Hills Police Department. They did a really, really great job of... Um, I want to say, and I'm not going to say that it wasn't being looked at before, but like people weren't, weren't calling the police. They were afraid to call. Mm. We have now, you can call anonymously. You can call other people that we have set up. I, we have some people that call us. They live across town or other places, and they'll call us and say, hey, this is going on over there, and we can make the phone call for them. Um, so just to know that people are in their houses and they're feeling safer than they were a couple of months ago is is a really big difference. So is is safety one of the other uh, priorities, if you will, on your list of things to improve? It was, and also mental health um, was a big one. We've already had our, uh, what I call our second mental health summit. We did it with the city of Rock Hill, Rock Hill School District, um, uh, NAMI, it was a whole bunch of other groups. Um, and I'll, I'll take it back to when um, Philip Adams who played for me when he um, had the episode and when he killed Dr. Leslie's family, um, the mental health really became a big thing for me. And we tried to do a summit, because we didn't know what to do. I'm not a mental health person, but um, we tried to do something the first time and we were running into brick walls. Mm. I mean, it was just, it was, it was frustrating. So we end up doing a summit and it went nationwide thanks to NAMI. When you say a summit, what does that mean? So we were getting together just talking about mental health, getting mental health awareness, because most of us don't realize how many people are suffering from mental health. Let me change this. 
everybody suffers mental health. It's just how you deal with it. Mm-hmm. I, I'll tell people for me, I holler at kids. So I get a release. But if you don't have a release, you know, it could get inside of you and just hold you up. And you can, it beco- becomes a problem. And each one of us handles it a different way. Um, with, with Philip Adams, it was a mental health thing. Some of the other things that are going on in the city of Rock Hill, it's, it's mental health or across this country. So uh, we did that summit, and we did it with the NFL football players. That was the first one. We had Chris Hope, Devontae Holloman. Devontae Holloman told the story where his sister committed suicide, and he was standing outside. You know, she had called from help. He was at a game, rushed there and was outside, and she uh, committed suicide, um, which uh, put all of us in tears. Uh, Chris Hope talked about how he goes to a counselor. You know, him and his wife goes to counseling, uh, he talks about how the NFL offers counseling to um, everybody in there and some of the stuff that we didn't know. So when we got that one out, it went nationwide. Well, then the school district came in, NAMI came in, and we did the second one. Uh, that was a couple of months ago, a month ago that we did that one. We did it at the indoor facility. We had, I think it was 125 people wow. there, and that was they just selected. It could have been 1,000 people in there. So now we're working on a third one. Uh, South Carolina ETV has come in, and they want to do one with us, the city, uh, the school district. Uh, so I think we're meeting next week to start working on the parameters of that. And so, how does one like get involved in that? Like, how can one listen or sit in on that? Or uh, we hadn't got the parameters of that. I haven't gotten there yet. yet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm jumping. But, I'm jumping. But, when, but when we get that, we will. Um, but I, I will say this: if you're having a mental health crisis or you know somebody's having a mental health crisis, NAMI, National Alliance for Mental Illness, N-A-M-I, go to that, that website or call that number. I'm t- they're fabulous. They are, they're second to none. When we had the first one, NAMI came in and this lady, Judy, uh, I can't say Judy's last name because I don't, <laughs> I'll mess it up. Our friend Judy. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I, you know, Judy, I call her Judy from NAMI. Okay. But um, somebody, Judy said, you know, she was explaining mental health. She said, Perry, if we need any help, you need anything, you call me. She gave me a number. Well, after that thing went nationwide, we had people calling, and they were calling me. And there was one lady, her son was the same age as mine. He was 31, 32, and he played football, and he was having a mental health crisis, and he had hit his father that morning. Mm. And she didn't know what to do because I didn't know, as an adult, you can't get information about mental health on your child. Like if they go into a hospital or something, they won't tell you anything because they're an adult. She couldn't get help. And she called me and I didn't know what to do. So <laughs> I, I gave her Judy's number. I said, this lady here take care of you and all. So gave her the number, I thought everything's good. The lady called me back and she said, it went to a recording or something. Or this, they couldn't help me. So immediately I got mad at Judy, you know, and I called Judy. I said, this lady called you and you told me you could help us and you didn't do it. You didn't help us. She's like, coach, coach, nobody called me. I said, this lady didn't call you. She said, tell her to check my number. I said, I don't want to talk to Judy. So I, I called the lady back. I said, what number did you call? She called her own number. Mm-hmm. She got Judy. Judy was here. This lady was in Charleston. Judy got her set up with the people in Columbia, then Charleston, and took care of her her son. Not only her son, they took care of her because they said she needed counseling because she's dealing with this. This lady calls me about once a month now just telling me how great everything went. 
is because of Judy. And that's just one because, man, I know it's like 15 other. Anytime somebody calls me, I call Judy. Give him Judy. <laughs> and Judy takes care of them. Yeah. And so I tell anybody now, man, National Alliance of Mental Illness, NAMI. And I mean, if you're just not, you're just having a bad day, call them because, you know, we, you know, we don't know what's um, causing this or anything, but we all have to have uh, a way out. And so find your way out, but call these places and get the help. Anything else we missed or that you want to add? Uh, no, I love the city of Rock Hill. I love the city uh, people of Rock Hill. The employees for the city of Rock Hill are second to none. That is something I did not know before I became on city council. I knew we had good people, but the amount, the, the work that uh, the people that work for the city of Rock Hill does is just amazing. So. You know, the 75,600 people in the city of Rock Hill, and you should be like me. I am super proud to be a resident of Rock Hill. I've always taunted Rock Hill. When I was in the military, people would come through and say, hey, coach, I'm, I'm in Rock Hill on your road. And I used to say, no, you're not on my road. You in Fort, you in Fort Mill, you're not in Rock Hill because they were talking about <laughs> Sutton Road over there. I said, you need to come back over the bridge and come into the real city. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I speak for the whole city of Rock Hill when I say the city loves you back. So thank you so much for joining us today and just thanks in advance for the change that you're about to bring. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Rock Hill City Cast. Episodes are available each week to stream on SoundCloud, Google, and Apple Podcasts. To keep up with City of Rock Hill information, follow us on social media.